in this episode, my friend Barry Dyke sits down with me again. We have a lovely conversation with a broad range of topics. One of the topics is his fourth book, set to be released in 2023, later this year. Its title is Pirates of Manhattan 3, Merchants of Debt. We also discuss the current control, capital control tactics of brokerage houses and custodians. And then we wind up talking about what Wall Street does with their money and what they do with your money. Now, we had fun and hope you enjoy listening. Thank you. Well, just look at it. You're in, you're in Texas, James. It was AT&T's headquarters in Texas, okay? Yep. Which probably was one of the most indebted companies. It, it, this is the house of debt, AT&T, okay? They made a bunch of stupid blunders. They bought, it was a Time Warner and uh, DirecTV. And I don't know, lost 30, 40, 50 billion. I was, is it 60 billion? Something ridiculous. I, I've got all the statistics now. But the um, the guy who's the CEO of the retired, even with losing all these billions of dollars, he has an annuity for like three, four million dollars a year for life. Oh, what okay. an income of three or four million for oh my god for life. Yeah, it's annuity. So you know all these federal pensions. What are they annuities? What are these government pension plans? They're on annuities. Yeah. So what we're just trying to do is we're just trying to to um trying to put seat belts and guardrails around people's savings i'm not against the market whatever but this is but the, but the, the amount of brainwashing it, it is very clear to me yeah no uh, maybe, i agree maybe i don't see it maybe a lot of people don't see it but i i just i just when i thought of the stockholm syndrome i said this is how typical people and, and 401ks and you know um you know um and one guy just recently talking had like 1.7 million and with um fisher whatever and you know this it, it's, it's People are there, you know, they're being misled. Yeah, and they and they make a career that particular entity and individual. And he you hates know, annuities. Yeah. yeah, he's made a career off of you know that's all he advertises. You hate your annuity or why annuities are bad or whatever. And at one time, and I don't know still, and I could care less about his personal position or his financial position because I have zero respect for him. But uh, at one time, I understood that he had pretty large positions in life insurance companies that their main product yeah. was annuities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. going to dug that up actually. You did? Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fisher was a major owner of uh, uh, American, American Equity. Equity out of Des Moines. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, was a major owner of a life insurance company. So, so here's coming say that we hate annuities. <laughs> yeah. They were a major uh, stockholder, one of the largest annuity companies in the country. Yeah, yeah, you know, I have a client down in Houston, uh, and I have a lot of clients all over the country. I'm just saying that. Uh, a uh, beautiful gentleman, you know, he just, he recently retired. He works for a, a large energy distribution company. I'm not going to name them. Um, and, you know, they, 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 maybe 13,000 employees or so. Yeah. And uh, I think they, they released about a thousand employees. I think my numbers are, are, I'm going off of memory, but I think they're accurate. Um but 3,000 employees took early retirement to avoid a, p- a pension reduction. Okay, now, how do you take a, 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 this is a large regional energy distribution company, household name down there. Yeah. How do you take, a, out of 13,000, how do you lose three or 4,000 employees that all have 10, 20, 30 years of experience and still deliver service? At a, at a, at a reasonable standard. I don't know. And maybe they'll get it done, but 
you know, so in my whole point here is that the cost of saving themselves money, the corporation, right? They're releasing all of these people and then they're, they can't withhold, apparently, 3,000 employees are leaving early to avoid their pension reduction. So it's a money saving tactic from the company's position. Who's going to pay for all that and who's going to suffer? Not them in the boardroom. No, they never do. They never no. do. No, and, and, that, and that's, you know, why I had to get into so much of this stuff. Um, and this is, this is the, this is the thing which I've seen. I mean, you and I have been, I've been like doing this for 38 years and you've been doing it for 38 years, James. Remember when we I'm not that old, Barry. I've only been doing it 31. I'm, I'm still a baby. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm the white haired guy, man. Anyway, so, uh, um, but no, I've seen really some, uh, sense of really, uh, um, uh, some, some safety now it's just, it's what a fine. And this is with all these cryptocurrency companies going bankrupt, you know, you know, and there's a ton of them, which I'll, I'll, I'll have been, you know, and what I've found in companies like Coinbase and all these things which have gone public is that these, the, the people holding the shares of these companies have gotten crushed. But some of the insiders have pulled out 10, 20 million. Yeah. Um, Signature Bank, the one that just went into receivership in New York. Okay. Okay. Barney Frank was on that one. Okay. No way. You know, you know yeah. Barney Frank, yeah. You know, Mr. Uh, oh. Yeah. The Dodd Frankenstein Act. Yeah. yeah Dodd Frank Bill. Yeah. He was yeah. supposed to be Mr. Regulator. Yeah. The, the Signature Bank, who he was on the board of, uh, the insiders pull out, uh, the journal just did a, a good piece on it, but. The insiders pull out like a hundred million dollars in, in uh, stock composition prior to the collapse. Yeah. Same thing with Silver, um, Silvergate, Silicon Valley Bank. Oh yeah. Uh, and then the, who's the other one? Silvergate, who is California, but it's always the like the West Coast craziness. Okay. Um, the, uh, the Silvergate, the same thing. So all these banks, uh, and, uh, and then these these SPAC companies, which we'll get at at some point, but. Um, they're all been pulling all these people have been pulling up tens of millions of dollars in stock compensation. Um, and the retail investor who owns these companies through their 401ks, they have no protection. None. Right. Well, let's, let's talk about the, uh, the SPAC because before we turn the, the mic on, we were, you, we were just talking about well, the, your book and, and the work that you're putting into the book, but I think we work came up and then SPAC. And so, you know, enlighten us, sir. Well, SPAC is okay. That's especially SPAC is a, is an acronym for Special Purpose Acquisition Company, and actually, it's a, it's the same old wine, a new bottle. I don't know something in the Bible, something like that. New wine, I don't know, no, old wine. Can. Yeah, old. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, anyway, it's the same old stuff. It's just a new, 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 new package. But anyway, so uh, SPACs are which is Special Purpose Acquisition. They were called blind pools of um, capital investing in the 1920s prior to the collapse of 1929. This is when Wall Street says, hey, you're a really good guy. You're a knowledgeable guy, James. I'm going to give you a billion dollars. I'm going to raise you a billion dollars to go and buy a company. And the last, really, the person who used these, to my knowledge, uses was Michael Milken in the 1980s and 90s. And we all know what happened to Milken with the Drexel Burnham Lambert. They went, they went into bankruptcy and it was one of the largest financial crises ever. Um, so... Um, so the, the, he, he called him, I don't know, he would raise a whole bunch of, you know, $100 million in junk bonds from people who buy companies. So, um, so a SPAC essentially you can go public without really the other traditional regulatory work uh, uh, if you would with a normal initial public offering. 
So with free money flying all around the whole thing, it turned into another uh, mania. Um, uh, you know, during COVID and all the government printing of money, uh, uh, particularly from this last administration. And so what we're seeing is that um, it's a speculation of just in, in biblical proportions. Uh, it went from, and I have the statistics, uh, if you just bear with me, I think you, I think the SPACs went in, if you don't just bear with me, James, your audience will bear with me, I'll give them because I've got this stuff from SPAC research. Um, let's see, uh, let's see. This is like an inside look at, you know, the notes of your book. Yeah, so I, I'm working on this, so luckily, uh, <laughs> uh, so we'll see. Are you going through your manuscript or your notes? Yeah. What yeah. No, so any event. So the uh, let's see. Hang on. So let's see. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Here we go. Okay. So these these things are. There's no guarantees. They're very risky. Um, but we work. Okay. So this is we work. So this is. So all these companies which have gone public, whether it be and it's been another bubble, the autonomous car, uh, car bubble, which hundred billion went into. With self-driving cars, I mean, they can't even get cars to go left hand. So, but there was another they put a hundred billion into these things, and then we have um, what's another thing? Uh, and the fake meats and other types of things, you know. Which so they've all been. Uh, it was just a, just a, just a mania. I went from like four or five companies to like two or three hundred and, and twenty and twenty one. I think it's six hundred, but now it's kind of died off again. But all these companies because it's so so. Because no, they're um, they're so fragile and so speculative. So a lot of these companies, you know, some of these companies, uh, American Cloud Technologies, they went bankrupt uh, in January this year. Electric Last Mile, another EV company, these um, uh, electric vehicle company, they went bankrupt. Rocky Photonics went bankrupt. Enjoy Technologies, that was the guy run by uh, Ron Johnson, the guy with the old Apple employee, that went bankrupt this year. Course Scientific went bankrupt. Uh, fast radius uh, went bankrupt. Uh, let's see what else went. Quantity Center Systems EV uh, space went bankrupt in December. Um, uh, Packable, which was done by Fidelity and uh, the Carlisle Group, they went bankrupt in uh, last August. Starry Group. And um, it, within the past uh, week, James, three have gone bankrupt. These SPAC companies, Virgin Orbit, Boxed, and Calera PLC. So, and, and Virgin Orbit was that you know Richard Branson, the guy, yeah, you know, the yeah, yeah. Virgin entrepreneur. So it was it's just another it's just another scam by Wall Street. It's being ended up end up being dumped on mutual fund retail investors with you know generally most of you know fifty percent of the money is going to passive funds like Vanguard, State Street, or uh, BlackRock. And I'm not making anything up, so because they own fifty percent of the market anyhow, so they're not taking any accountability and they're going bankrupt and uh, people are getting wiped out. Yeah. Um, but we work. It, it is the classic case of uh, this this uh, uh, hubris and um, well, any event. So that was the guy. They were the biggest real estate holders in, in New York and London. And sorry for this Israeli guy, named Adam Newman. He was a pretty good entrepreneur, but he they got everyone to involve in that. And um, so 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 the thing is, is the with we. Let me just so I, so I can share this with your audience. Okay, so so this is you know this is kind of like exhibit of a how not to do it. Okay, so so we we started around uh, around 2010 or whatever, and uh, uh, it was started in 2010. And the uh, uh, you know and, and to see who would invest in this company. 
All these serious money men, JP Morgan Chase, Wellington, Boston Company, IT Row, Price, Goldman Sachs, Harvard Corporation, Harvard Endowment, Benchmark, you know, the big uh, venture capital, Mortner, Zuckerberg, the billionaire, all these people, this is all magic public record investing into this thing. And SoftBank, which was the ended up being the biggest uh, investor, they put sixteen point nine billion into this company. All right. One six. One six. Sixteen point nine billion in equity <laughs> and debt. Okay. Okay. I call it it was it's, this has been a consensual delusion, okay? Yep. I know it's like, you know, right. So so this is so they put all this money into this company, right? Now this is a big deal. I mean, uh, this was a real big deal. And SoftBank put sixteen and a half, sixteen point nine billion into the company, and I get this from PitchBook. So was, I'm not making this up. So and they also got money from Honey Capital, another company. And but what happened to to top it off, if you will, um, they also put retail investor savings into this. Okay, so uh, uh, Fidelity, Vanguard, John Hancock, T. Rowe Price. T. Rowe Price. So, those are, you know, so retail monies from uh, retail investors, mutual funds, all went into this this WeWork. This is all fact. Okay, I get it. Again, I get this from PitchBook. This is not me. Okay. So and and Jamie Dimon essentially documented. Um, you know, uh, he he really wanted to get the IPO business. So he, he lent you know Adam Newman half a billion dollars to buy properties, and um, you know they bought a Gulfstream jet. But in any event, so. It was valued at that time to be forty-seven billion, wow. right? And Morgan Stanley, one of Morgan Stanley analysis, analysts, said it was worth one hundred ten billion. Other and um, uh, the guy uh, Masushi Sun, whatever it is, said, "Oh, it's my next Alibaba. It's going to be worth one hundred ten billion." All right. So, so the thing is, is that so it was, so this is what happened. So. Before going public, okay, because it ends up being lawsuits and all this stuff. And Adam Newman, the guy, he was the guy who used to fly around the world when he was smoking pot in his Gulfstream, you know. <laughs> and um, he, they had to pay him off $480 million before he went public. And this is fact. I'm not making this up. It's all in the securities documents, okay? And they gave WeWork, uh, you know, which was once valued $110.47 billion. Now it's valued at uh, $7.9 billion. They go public. In um, in uh, 2019 or no 20 October 21 in a SPAC, very speculative vehicle, uh, and selling the shares to the public of uh, 11.78 a share, and this is 43 dollars less than it was valued at a share a couple of years prior. Is that the IPO price? Eleven yeah, that's, that's, that's they had their privately held shares were worth forty three dollars, fifty four dollars yeah. a share. But this is they had a value of eleven dollars seventy eight cents a share when they went public. This is all fact. Look, okay. if you'll value the stock on my books at forty three, and then we'll sell them to the public at eleven, you know, I can go leverage my my balance sheet if it's the value's forty three. I wonder, yeah, nothing nothing squirrely going on here, Barry. Okay, so I don't mean to interrupt. So anyway, so I looked at it. So I'm looking. I haven't touched this in a while. So. I, I checked when I when the last time I touched this in February, but I, I touched this before you and I got on the phone today. Okay. You know what the shares that we work at trading at today, James? No, I can't wait. Sixty-five cents. No way. And the company's valued less than five hundred twenty million. Five hundred twenty million from one hundred and ten. Five hundred twenty million. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's the market cap. Let me see if I can pull it up. Yeah. Ooh. So the market cap of yeah. Okay. We. Uh, 
uh, NYSE folks, by the way, NYSWE is the ticker. Uh, yeah, it has a market capitalization of $521 million today. And um, let's see, but now, but if you're in the inside, and you can go to Yahoo Finance, it's really, but they bury the stuff, you know, so let's look at my notes better than this, okay? So they, uh, if you go on the new one, the, the CEO is making $11 million, $2 million last year, but I looked at the Sandy Blackie mean, whatever, the CEO of the company made twelve. Point two five million in twenty one, and Yas Anthony Yasbeck made five point two five million, and Jared Demetrius, the chief legal officer, pocketed two point six million. So now it's gone down this year, but I'm saying so even when running a company, which is really kind of it's it's busted, um, they've made money, and you know the major shareholders are you know uh, the retail investor, and uh, and so the holders today are you know the um, yeah, SoftBank, you know, Fidelity, Vanguard, Goldman, BlackRock, what have you, you know, and on. So which, which get all their money from retail investors. So my whole point is that this is why preservation of capital is more important forever. This this type of crap that, that went on. Yeah. And this is and this is clear as day. And this is just it was just kind of exhibit A because there was so much money, there was so much hype and hoopla put into this company. Why that why folks in on we were. We work the poster child of Wall Street, huh? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And the funny thing is, that when I last when, last time I was in New York City with my with my kids, and we went down there, and my son was living in Queens at the time, and I, I said I want to go to the WeWork headquarters and stuff like that. So we did. So I I took pictures of the WeWork and because I was falling at the time, and uh, but th- that, but this is what this is what's happening, and this is you know. So what you're saying, James, about doing the infinite banking and. You know, things like annuities and things like that makes so much sense when you look at this kind of stuff. Yep. No, I agree. Uh, you know, it's it's the, in my opinion, you know, it's the solution at the you and me level. Um, yeah, it's, you know, and again, you know, it's just, there's nothing guaranteed in life, you know, but I mean, but we, you know, you know, as I, as I tell people, uh, a toaster from Walmart has more guarantees than a mutual fund, you know? A toaster from Walmart? <laughs> has more guarantees than a mutual fund. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love that. I think I've heard you say that before, too. A toaster from Walmart. Has more guarantees than a mutual fund. That's crazy. Or ETF, for that matter, which is kind of the same thing, you know. So, um, so, so, anyway, so, so that's, that's, um, so, so that's just some of the stuff which I'm, I'm trying to boil it down, simplify, and get out to the general public. Yeah, we're we're waiting. You know, we're we're waiting. So it's hard, though. I, I mean, I uh, you know, like I uh, it's uh, you know, it's one of those things where you you know, yeah, you know, we're all going to graduate one of these days. We're all going to go, you know, on go on to the hopefully going to a nice, nice place than this. But the <laughs> well, some of us are. <laughs> you know, some of, I hope so. In any event, so hopefully, says well done, my good and faithful servant. But in any event, um, but now I said, you know, so what's good if I, I just keep this knowledge up here? You get to really share it with people, and right. you know, so then. Um, uh, but this is what, what's going on right tonight, you know, today, um, and uh, you know, so some people who are smart, um, uh, they get it, and. Um, Unfortunately, I would say the vast majority of people are in the dark. Yeah. Barry, you know, do you get pushback 
on your on your books, you know, from financial professionals or just you know, maybe somebody's got large holdings in the stock market and they're in love with the stock market, you know, and do you get pushback from your document all the time documentation? Yeah. All the time. I, I give people these facts and they don't believe me. Right, but they won't go vet them. They won't go, they won't go check. No, no. It's, it's like I had, I had an engineer one time, very sophisticated engineer. Uh, he actually designed like turbine blades for, um, uh, for large jumbo jets and things like that. Very, very smart guy. And um, he had uh, all of his money with one of the larger Wall Street banks, okay? And I showed him where this large Wall Street bank put their own money. And I showed this 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 gentleman how um, this, this very thing, Wall Street Bank, which was bailed out by you and I, the taxpayer in 2008, um, uh, had none of its money in not one penny in, in equities in, in the stock market and, and the engineer says he was really he said how why didn't anyone tell me and how why you? you know he's crazy people get really angry and they frustrated and i, I you know i can't blame him because you know it's uh um f- f- this is so this is this is very common was he found the same thing james what was he motivated no he he got pissed off yeah. And I think I think he's going to buy a bunch of annuities from his old uh, other advisor at this well-known investment bank, um, who bankrupted a number of large companies. Yeah. Um, no, I don't really get. I mean, I get pushback from you know agents, other like life insurance agents or advisors, but not a whole lot. Um, you know, and, and the pushback that I get is, you know, I'm I'm too angry or, you know, I'm, I'm mean spirited or whatever. And which is, you know, ludicrous. If you know me, I'm a big old soft teddy bear. I've got nothing but love. So, you know, I always. I, I know you, James. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. I, mean, I, I think it's about them, not me. But you know, <laughs> um, and then, but yeah. I get a lot of encouragement, like you. I know you get a lot of encouragement for your work too, because nobody else, no, no one else is doing this work. Who else is doing the work that you're doing? I don't know them. They're not. So. You get a lot of love. And no, support, I, I don't. You know, I don't know. It's just, it's just. You know, it's just. I'm ADD or whatever. What do you, what do you call it? That? Uh, obsessive compulsive or this stuff. But no, it's just a passion. I just or you, could, like, oh. you could just say productive too, right? You're productive, yeah. <laughs> driven, <laughs> passionate. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, passionate. Yeah, because I just don't. I don't, I don't like people getting hurt. I mean, it's just. Uh, look at the more I know, the more I don't know. Everyone has their own gifts, whatever. But I know this stuff. I know this space. And the thing is, is that this is the truth. And um, and actually, people say, well, you don't believe me. I said, well, check the Secure Act 2.0. Now, all says you should have use annuities for uh, um, retirement. And all. This is the government, not me. Okay. You know, and I've researched actually outside of the country, James, and companies like the Netherlands is one of the best retirement systems in the world. Um, how they actually mandate people use annuities for, for their defined contribution, which are very similar to our 401ks. They call them different names, but the same freaking thing. Yeah. Um, and so, um, but, you know, the thing is that also I'm passionate about, because you know where America stands in the World League tables in terms of retirement um, preparedness, if you will? I and wouldn't, I couldn't imagine your, very high. Top, in the top 20, where do you think the U.S. stands? Uh, eight or nine. Probably like 19. We're really? pikers, man. Yeah. I think we're next to like uh, 
Guatemala or something like that. I mean, we're seriously we're next to Guatemala. Yeah. Guatemala's um, twenty, and we're not. Matter of fact, uh, that's shameful. Yeah, that's well, shameful. it is. This is again. This is not me. Hang on, let me see if I, I got this. Uh, this will be coming out in the book in any event. So, Mercer. Mm. Okay, yeah. Okay, this is Mercer Global Appendix. Appendix. Uh, Mercer Global Pen Pension Index. All right. And hang on. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. So. This is 21 now. They, uh, I haven't got the 22 figures, but this is pretty. The top countries in the world, believe it or not, are Iceland and the Netherlands. They're, they're always like the Scandinavian. Iceland, the Netherlands, Denmark, Israel. Israel is actually very strong. Norway, Australia, um, uh, Finland, Sweden, the UK, and Singapore. Those are the top 10. All right. Uh, where the U.S. is? Again, this is this is not me. This is Mercer, an actual world from Australia. Yeah, okay, no, not I say Guatemala. No, we're next to Uruguay. So, um, so we. Thank but, goodness, I was worried if Guatemala. So it's Uruguay. I'm I'm relieved. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. So, so the whole thing is, that, you know, in terms of you know, you know, uh, being executive is another thing. But I'm saying for regular uh, people, we're 19th in the for regular people. We're 19th world tables, world league tables. Is that are those other the 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 Scandinavian countries? I mean, are all of those government funded? I mean, why are they uh, so far ahead? I mean, some of them, did, you know. Um, you know, they, um, they're, they're, they're smaller entities. So they, I think they can be better managed than, than the U S is we're too sprawling. Yeah. Um, they don't have the wall street we do, which wall street kind of much drives the car on all this stuff. Um, so, you know, UK and stuff, UK and the Netherlands, they have, obviously they have financial services, but not like the size of ours, but these other countries too, they're, you know, they actually make things. Uh, or you know, and we you know we make our money selling credit default swaps and stuff like that you know <laughs> you know so you know so but, you know some other companies actually make make stuff but I think you know they're small and they're better managed and um, um so so anyway so this I'm trying to into that I mean when I saw that I said I could and again it's not me it's Mercer uh, which is you know a world renowned actuarial firm and they and then the thing is is that um, but the but this frightening thing is the uh, in terms of integrity. Uh, of the of the systems, we're actually we're, we're in the rock. We're in the worst of all the companies. We're even worse than Uruguay. In terms of integrity, the the U.S. is the is the worst in the top twenty. Yeah, um, you know. So uh, you know. So Chile, New Zealand, Guinea, um, Canada. All, so in other words, the numbers which Norway, all these other countries, Scandinavian comes they're on the eighties, nineties. We're around fifty nine. So we we get a D. Or, or, or an F for integrity. So I'm just trying to bring some integrity. You know, the more I know, the more I don't know. But, um, but so this will be coming in the book. It'll be a long book, uh, but it'll be broken into two components. You know, so one is just the meat of the book, and then the index, which would be probably about index and the and supporting documentation, which would probably be about half of the book. Wow. Wow. <clears throat> good, good job, sir. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, and I'm glad you're doing it because, well, thank you. It's a blessing to have guys like you and Doug and all the other people, uh, you know, so I couldn't do it without it. I mean, because my fans, you know, and, you know, I, to all the viewers out there, I mean, I, you know, I get emails, James, to this day, you know, I, um, and I was, God was, God bless me. I was able to spend a couple months in Florida working on the book and, you know, working remotely. And, uh, 
I still, and I show them to my fiance. I said, look at, you know, I get these encouraging emails. Just keep doing what you're doing. And, you know, you know, people who I don't even know, you know, and they're saying, keep doing what you're doing. And, uh, and with one, I think really um, would made a difference in my life, which really, um, this is, she was, I was doing, I used to do a lot of radio shows, um, not so much anymore, but I did a radio show. And one, and I, one time I got a, uh, maybe about 10 years ago, James, I got an email from a guy, wrote my first book, said I did exactly what, I heard you in the radio, I did exactly what you told me to do. And he did it. And he bought substantial life insurance and he bought disability, which I recommend on this radio show. And he actually got in a car accident. He was disabled for life. Wow. And he emailed me. He said, thank you so much. I listened to you. And he said, now, because of what you said, my, my life is, you know, not great, but at least I'll have income for life and, you know, insurance for my, my, my benefactors, you know, and uh, his beneficiary. So, so I get those things. So, which really, it, it, it's really hard to, um, keep without some type of harvest so you get the some type of emotional harvest from guys like you and doug and uh and you know the kind of the folks we know from ibc and you know a lot of the people so you know so it's, it's really i couldn't do it otherwise it's too difficult to, to do it because of so much pushback yeah yeah <clears throat> i'm not surprised i mean it, it is i uh you know i'm not an author but those types of emails are wonderful. You know, they, they yeah. do something for you that, that, you know, money sure can't buy that kind of stuff. And no, you, you know, know, yeah. Yeah. It's just like this widow just died. 1.4 million, you know, safe, protect, no, no, no probate, no losses. Okay? A check. A check. Paper, yeah. A check. And a check. Okay. It's no like, legal fees, no lawyer fees, no accounting fees. You don't see that. So, you know, so that's what, you know, and, but, you know, I, I, I have great people working here. I couldn't do this on my own. I couldn't do it without, you know, the, the, the ladies who work with me, Lisa and Tracy and, and Dave and Brian, all these other folks and my fiance, well, the support. So I'm very, very in support from you. So I can't do this on my own either. So, um, you know, so, uh, but anyway, so that's, that's what I do. Perfect. Well, thanks for, uh, you know, number one, keep, Thanks for what you have done and thanks for what you're doing. Keep going, keep doing it. You know, nobody else is going to do it. And so if you don't, who will? So thank you. And then thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for coming on here and sharing. You know, you, you, you're always very gracious when I ask if you can. You always say yes. And so I appreciate that. All right. And I know the listeners, you know, I, I mean, they, people love you, Barry. They love your work. They love you. And so, you know, thank you. Thank you, man. You you owe me a barbecue in Texas. Okay, no problem. Uh, I've got a list, and you know we'll we'll hit several of them. Okay. Yeah, we will. Yes, we we will do that. So, uh, <laughs> you no. Know, so, uh, but I'll see you soon. So, uh, I hope we uh, hope we. Uh, so that's what I've been up to, and um, I hope this helps uh, your your listeners and everyone else. It will. It will, Barry. Thank you very much for uh, coming on, and, and we'll, like you said, we'll see each other soon, okay? So, yeah, so, yeah. so let me know, uh, Justin, um, I was just on the radio in New York City this past uh, uh, um, weekend, but if you give me a link to this so I can share this with my other, uh, my friends and uh, my mail list, that'd be great so we can get this out to everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. When he gets it produced, he'll share a link, no, no question. Um you want to edit it, right? I mean, you want to finish ready? Yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, yeah. Please do. Yeah, Justin does it. Yeah, he does a great job. Yeah, yeah. No, he's you, you do a great job. So. 
<clears throat> well, thank you. I appreciate it. Okay. Yeah, we'll share it with you. All right, Barry. Thank you again, sir. Have a great rest of your day. Okay. Thank you, sir. God bless. All right. Perfect. Thank you for joining us on the Banking with Life podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe and click on that little notification bell. Otherwise, join us on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher for weekly content.